0: And the place that comes to mind is Iceland, where where they've opened up to, uh, very broadly, a small local population they have the ability to do contact tracing, they have the ability to do rapid testing at the airport.
1: Ross, thanks very much indeed. Sandy. we've run out of time, but that's Ross Feingold, independent politi- political risk consultant based over in Taipei. You're listening to Money Talk on RTHK Radio 3 let's take a final look at the markets for this morning Uh, first of all in Australia the ASX 200 is up about two-thirds of one percent in Japan the Nikkei 225 is also on the upside about a third of a percent firmer in South Korea the Cosby is up about 0.7 percent and the Hang Seng looks set to add about 80 or 90 points or so at the open when trading gets going in the commodities markets uh, Brent crude crude oil is trading at $43.81 a barrel gold is is flirting with new all-time highs. It's at $1,967 an ounce. And in the currency markets, the US dollar is firming up a little bit in Asian trading. It's trading at 105.1 uh, against the Japanese yen. And sterling is slipping a little bit this morning as well. It's at $1.29.8. That's it for me. I will be back tomorrow morning at 8 o'clock with more Money Talk. But in the meantime, do please stay tuned for Back Chat after the news with Hugh Chiverton and Karen Coe. The weather forecast, sunny Intervals and a few showers, isolated thunderstorms later. Uh, It's going to be very hot once again during the day, a maximum temperature of around 33 degrees. The very hot weather warning is in force. And the outlook is for it to be windy with showers and squally thunderstorms in the next couple of days and heavy showers early next week. Temperature right now is 28 degrees, 85% relative humidity. Coming up to 8.32, here's Samantha Butler with RFL News.
2: The former leader of the Democratic Party, Emily Lau, has expressed alarm at the arrest of four students under the new national security law. The three males and one female aged between 16 and 21 are accused of acts of secession and incitement for allegedly using an online platform to promote Hong Kong independence.
3: Last night I was taking part in an online seminar with Hong Kong people, Bernard Chan, Professor Albert Chan and also many in the United States. And uh, Albert Chan was saying, oh, the law's not going to be applied, don't worry, and so on. As we speak, they've just arrested a few youngsters for the offense of the Everybody shut up. So I can tell you, this is sending short waves to America, to all the places around the world.
2: COVID-19 has claimed more than 150,000 lives in the United States as the world's worst affected country battles infections in many states. Florida suffered record fatalities for a second successive day. The U.S. Attorney General William Barr is to be tested for coronavirus after coming into close contact with the Texan Republican Congressman Louis Gohmert, who's tested positive. The top infectious diseases expert in the United States, Anthony Fauci, says the height of a pandemic is not the time to be distracted by political infighting. Speaking a day after President Trump grumbled that he was less popular than his advisor, Dr. Fauci blamed the recent surge in the U.S. on some states not following experts' recommendations.
0: One of the
4: problems that happened is that some of the states, I won't mention them, but some of the states did not do the step-by-step progression as we recommended. In other words, they skipped over some of the checkpoints uh, and went to the next stage, which in fact led, unfortunately, to a surge in cases.
2: The U.S. Defense Secretary, Mark Esper, has announced plans to slash the number of American troops stationed in Germany by about 12,000, after President Trump said he wanted to reduce the U.S. military presence there. The U.S. will also move its European Command headquarters to Belgium. Speaking to reporters, Mr. Trump said Germany wasn't paying the bill for its protection. We
4: don't want to be the suckers anymore. The United States has been taking advantage of for 25 years, both on trade and on the military. We're protecting Germany, so we're reducing the force because they're not paying their bills. It's very simple. They're delinquent.
2: You're listening to the news on RTHK.
5: Good morning and welcome to Back Chat. I'm Hugh Chivers and your co-host today is Karen Coe. Karen, good morning to you. Good morning, Hugh. We're talking today about the new COVID measures and their effect on us, especially the requirement to wear a mask, even when exercising outside and the complete end of dining in around town. What impact are they having on you and others around the city? What about athletes? What about the business of restaurants and hotels? What about people who work outdoors now facing thunderstorms, it seems, as well as the heat? Do we all just have to learn to suck it up? Are there ways to cope better with the challenges? And while we're on the subject, any tips for glasses that steam up when you put a mask on we'd love to hear your thoughts your <laughs> advice you can leave a message on our facebook page backchat and rthk radio 3 you can email us backchat at rthk.hk or you can call us and our number is 233-88-266, 233-88266 we look forward to hearing from you joining us for the first part of the program uh, we have now dr betty Kwan-Kame, who's the family physician and uh, michael maddis uh, owner of action asia events just before we we get to that topic uh, some uh, some uh, emails, a couple on the political developments. Uh, Mary says, Dear Backchat, instead of all the drawn out, uh, rubbishing around our government, can request the MPCSC uh, to annul Article 26. Permanent residents of the SAR should have the right to vote and the right to stand in an election in accordance with law. And save us a lot of time and angst because it's quite clear that that's where we're heading anyway. That comes from Mary. And uh, Andy says, If the election is postponed until September 2021, will we get another $10,000 cash handout in July uh, 2021? Matthew says, "I support wearing masks whenever practical and possible." However, in relation to outdoor mask wearing and exercise, this July the twenty-first Straight Talk interview of uh, Professor Ben Cowling by Michael Chugani is informative. Starting around eight minutes fifteen seconds, they discuss outdoor transmission, including a specific seaside exercise scenario, in which Michael Chigani says yes, it should be safe to go to a ma- without a mask to, to the seaside with a breeze, and Professor Cowling agrees this is very low risk. Professor Cowling then says he's not aware of any cases transmitted outdoors and that up to now all recorded cases of transmission have been indoors with prolonged close contact. Yet the Hong Kong government has chosen to make it illegal not to wear a mask while exercising outdoors. In addition, we can't eat breakfast, lunch or dinner even in outdoor restaurants, have no freedom of assembly and probably no election, but we still have 33 cross-border quarantine exemption categories. Why? Uh, And uh, he attaches the exemptions from the compulsory quarantine arrangements for inbound travellers from the mainland or taiwan which is on uh, coronavirus.gov.hk matthew thank you very much indeed for that thank you for for, for all, all your comments um uh, uh michael Maddis, uh, good morning to you maybe we'll start with you thanks thanks for joining us i understand you, you you tried a little experiment of uh running running in the heat with a mask the other day how, how did that go what did you learn do you think from it
0: hi good morning uh you and morning Karen. um and uh, I ran up the peak uh, more or less as a scientific experiment just trying to take the new, uh, not the new, but the, the mass protection plastic bracket that uh, a lot of people are trying to buy now for running and uh, inserted it in my mask so I didn't have the, the mask stuck to my lips. And ran up the peak, uh, um, Hatton Drive, Morning Trail, going up to Lugard, which is pretty steep, uh, incline, and most people, I'd say 95% walk it, very few people are going to try running that, and I I attempted to run it right to the very top uh, with my um, effort level starting at about 60%, and it was breathable up to 70%, still breathable but having difficulty, 80%, it was almost like being between 5,000 and 6,000 meters up in the Himalayas with very little oxygen, I was on the verge of suffocation, and then it hit up to about 85%. And I truly was suffocating and uh, just about passed out and then lowered the intensity back down to 80%, 75% to still be able to make it to the top and continued my 8-kilometer course. And uh, I I probably could have benefited by bringing a a second surgical mask on to replace the uh, completely wet one. But uh, it it was a test just to push um, the mask to the extreme.
6: And do you think that this um, uh, requirement to wear masks all the time outside, even while exercising, is realistic? I mean, we're, we're in the period now, we have a very hot weather warning pretty much every day, really high humidity. Um, to to the layperson, it doesn't seem to make much sense.
0: You know, that's a, that's a great question, Karen. And, and, and I think if you take a look at... Um What's happening around the world, you know, a lot of people putting a focus not just on masks but social distancing measures. I, I heard earlier the comment from P- Professor in one of your messages, and, and I've heard him on, on the news before, talking about the likelihood of, of somebody outside uh, getting it um, with or without a mask compared to indoors. And uh, I, I think on behalf of the whole committee, I think, or community, especially if you're looking at running, hiking, et cetera, I think, um, or cycling for that matter, I think a lot of people are um, kind of surprised that we're 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 pushing the, the the facial mask covering. I mean, let's say you're in the middle of uh, a town and there's nobody within a kilometer of you. Does it really make sense to continue wearing the mask?
6: Right. Exactly. And you know, the other thing is when you look at what's going on in society, exercise is outdoors is really people's only physical. Um, outlet now if you want to not be in your home since the gyms are closed and all the other exercise facilities are closed. So there has to be some kind of balance between allowing people to get some exercise in a way that they can actually function.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, everybody wants that runner's high, but, you know, they want to reduce the anxiety, the, the feeling of calm after exercise, um... You know, exercise has a dramatic antidepressive effect. You know, it reduces stress. It improves the psychological well-being. Um, I, I think everybody in the community does not want a lockdown. I think everybody um, is suffering at the moment, especially from uh, somebody who runs a sports business and a sports outlet. You know, we've seen business drop over eighty percent, um, and we're all suffering. You know, and I think we don't want a lockdown. So everybody is engaging each other, pushing through social media, like, look, just, just wear the mask, for God's sake, just, uh, we've we got to get through this, we don't want any, any further restrictions, otherwise, you know, we're going we're gonna to be going completely insane. So people are going out of their way to uh, push others to wear masks. I was running this morning for an hour on the waterfront and uh, saw hundreds of people out there exercising with masks, and I would say out of, uh, let's say out of 300, maybe less than 10 people... Had the mask around their chin, which is the first time i've seen that, so by and large i'd say ninety five ninety eight percent of the people are are trying very hard so
5: because you you can do it I mean you did get to the top of the the peak didn't you i mean it's more difficult perhaps, it, and it's less comfortable, but it's doable
0: exactly you know i, I think it's it, it is doable yes um, it's just a case of i think a lot of people are just um they're they're adrenaline junkies. They're, they're they're endorphin junkies, whatever you want to call them. They they love exercise, and uh, it, it's frustrating when you tell somebody you can't do your your 10 kilometer morning run as fast as you normally can because you got to wear this uh, suction cup over your over your face and uh, the wet mask, and it's it's affecting your breathing ability. And so that, that frustrates a lot of people. It's like it's like a lifestyle change for a lot of people, and. Uh, they don't understand why they can't just uh, lower the mask and, and, and breathe. And you listen to Professor Kelly talking about you know the likelihood, the percentage of of, of catching a virus in the outdoors is, is so low. Um, but but I, I understand where the government's coming from, and uh, you know we all want to get through this.
6: Well, maybe know? it's a que- also the question of policing, Michael. I just want to ask you also, what about water sports? I mean, the other thing that's huge in Hong Kong is <laughs> open water swimming, and now you can't go to the beach basically.
0: Yeah, I mean, we're not a big surfing destination, but I mean, from water, sports, etc. Yeah, very good question. I saw lots of jokes on social media yesterday about that as well, and uh, there was no clear answer.
6: I mean, in other countries, for example, in Australia, which obviously is sports mad, they allow people to go to the beach to swim to surf and to run. You can't sit there on a towel, but you can go there to exercise, and they actually police it, and it works because... They say get up and run. Yeah, or... exactly. If that's your form of exercise, you can still do it, but you can't linger on the beach and, and hang out there. So, you know, that would seem reasonable. So, you
0: know, there, there, there are, um, you know, things like virtual running taking off now in Hong Kong, Singapore, Malaysia. We organize events in 10 countries across Asia, and uh, everything's kind of been put on hold temporarily. But... I noticed uh, in the last two what's, weeks.
5: Taiwan, what's, virtual, what's virtual running?
0: Uh, there's different forms. Like you go out, measure the distance, uh, download a distance measuring app for your phone or, or use your watch with GPS functions, download the uh, GPS file and uh, upload it to a number of measuring apps, Strava, other ones, and then you send it to the organizer to, just to prove you walked, hiked, ran that distance. Uh, or cycle that distance and uh, receive receiver an e bib and e finish certificate and some some of them even sent out a medal to you. Just to okay, you still you still have to do it. You can't yes. just
5: kind of do it in your imagination. That would <laughs> that would be perfect. Okay, we've got we've got a caller on the line two three three eight eight two six six Magnus, I think. Good morning. Hello, Magnus. Hello. Hello, caller. Hello, hello. Hello, yeah. Go uh, ahead. So, sorry, good morning. Morning. Good morning.
7: I just think we're rather missing the wood from the trees mm-hmm. here uh, with regard to all these kind of um, concerns about mass in the middle of Landtown and so on. The reality is the, 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 these latest measures are obviously indefensible. No signs of posting whatsoever. Presumably they're put in a rush. but not going to be enforced by anyone. So I, when we have we heard of anyone actually starting to enforce such silly rules yesterday? I suspect not. But I think the bigger issue is Why are these being put in place at all? Uh, And we are not reporting in the media the actual genuine situation with regard to the public health situation in Hong Kong. We are being fed hysteria by the authorities. The situation is actually well under control, improving, and has been for 44 or 5 weeks already. As usual, the Hong Kong public led the government. The government's been slow, slow to react. It started to react mid-month after the Hong Kong public started to react at the start of the month, and now it's severely overreacting. Why are the media not pointing out the huge flaws in the science in calling out Sophia Chan, Carrie Lam, anyone else's administration for the actual bungling uh, uh, response that they've had, which is extremely, incredibly costly
5: for the people of Hong Kong? Okay, just before you ask on that, you did say the situation was improving... Um, yeah. I can't see any signs the situation is improving. Oh, why, 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 absolutely.
7: absolutely. Look, look, look behind the actual headline hysteria numbers in the media, which is basically always backward-looking. Okay, all these supposedly new cases, they, they actually began two to three weeks ago. Look at the transmission rate. That's what's important. That started plummeting at the end of June, one month ago. We should all be much more concerned at the end of June than we all are now at the end of July. Basically, the, my summary would be the horse bolted in a, around middle of June. OK, the Hong Kong public reacted and went to find the horse late June. They found the horse, started bringing it back. The horse is now back in the paddock. Hong Kong government is still trying to lock the gate.
5: OK, well, Magnus, do you want to stay on the line? Let's bring in Dr, Dr. Kwan, Betty Kwan, who's a, a family physician. Please Dr Kwan, good morning to you.
3: Hey, hello. Thank good you morning, everyone. Thank you very much
5: indeed for, for for joining us. Do 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 you agree with Magnus the the point? I mean, the point he's making. One of the points he's making, and has been made by other people, is that the uh, the transmission rate is the most important uh, measure uh, of the pandemic, and um, that's declining. So you could say that things are getting better in Hong Kong. Not
7: just declining; hmm. it has declined greater.
5: Sure. sure. Okay. Doctor Kwan. Actually,
3: actually, we are seeing uh, hundreds of cases each day now. And I don't think...
7: um, uh, From two uh, or three weeks uh, ago. From two or three weeks ago. Sorry? From those cases, which are supposedly new, they're not new, of course, those cases actually were transmitted weeks ago. So what is the actual What's taking place right now is what is relevant. Everything we see and everything being reported is necessarily a backward-looking picture.
5: Okay. Dr. Quan.
3: Yes, I know. But then, you know, okay, the, the cases now are a reflection, uh, it's a reflection of what has, what has been happening two or three weeks ago. But then now we are seeing the cases rising and uh, we are reaching uh, over the hundreds a day. So we don't think that things are being under control, not well under
7: control. That is not explaining. This. No, that, that, that is not a fear analysis. <laughs> things but Ma- are under control. Uh, but if Magnus- look at the trans- uh, Sorry, look at the transmission rate, Okay, and consider the number of people who have been infected, and the number of people, importantly, who are still out there in the community, um, silently spreading this thing. Mate, this that's w- affected by what? the transmission rate, which has which is down to beneath one at this point. Okay, so clearly we had to react. The Hong Kong public actually did react without and before draconian methods uh, measures were introduced. Okay, so fine, close the bars and so on for a couple of weeks. What we're doing now. Sophia Chan was on the radio on Tuesday saying she expects to see lower numbers of new reported cases within a week. And that will justify what took place yesterday. Utter rubbish. That is not scientific. What you will see in a week's time has nothing to do with what took place last night. That's simply a lie.
6: Uh, Magnus, I mean, how, would you, how would you, you suggest, how would you su- suggest m- measurement be made different? I mean, what, what other criteria should, should we be looking at?
7: You should be looking at the reality, what's taking place currently today, and forward-looking. So, what happened two or three weeks ago, and whether there's been a total of 3,000 plus cases since January, is irrelevant, frankly. It's a science, and it's, it's not costless. It's costing people a fortune, bankruptcies, suicides, etc. It's a disgrace. Now, what we should be doing is looking at the direction of travel. The direction of travel, as I explained, has been excellent, actually, since early July. It takes time necessarily to see the results of all that good work. The fact that everyone's adjusted their lifestyle before they were told, actually. Okay, you have to wait. It's a process. But to keep on slamming on extra um, measures at this stage, as I say, the horse is back in the paddock. The government is trying to lock the gate. Okay. It's not a costless exercise.
5: All right, Magnus. Many thanks for your call. Uh, agree or disagree? Uh, let us know. Drop us a line or give, give us a call as well. Two three three eight eight two six six. Dr. Kwan, what, what, let's go back to you. What, what about these um, these latest measures? And. You know, people, uh, Well, I mean, the, the WHO advises that uh, people should exercise outside without a mask, but now we're asked, being asked to, to exercise with a mask, because we've been hearing it's possible, but it might not be very comfortable. W- what are your thoughts on that?
3: Yes, uh, look, uh, if you are exercising alone, like you're running up the peak or you're running uh, by the seaside alone, well, definitely you don't need to wear a mask. But uh, in the real situation in Hong Kong, if, you know, people are jogging or running in in the streets where a lot of people pass by, then it's dangerous. Because the idea of wearing a mask is that, you know, once you take off the mask, you will be sucking in droplets or aerosols that may contain the coronavirus. So wearing a mask protects yourself. But again, we know that wearing a mask makes you difficult to exercise. So, if you want to exercise while running in busy streets with a lot of people around you, and uh, with uh, and you have to wear a mask now because it's mandatory, then you have to go slow. You have to exercise slowly, and do it and and and, and uh, you have to you know maybe you know um, uh, uh, keep your pace down a little bit, you know, or run for a shorter period of time. Otherwise, you will be panting and then you will feel exhausted and then you you feel that you're out of breath.
6: I mean, this, this, we've all been adapting as coronavirus has, has rolled through our community in many different ways. I guess this is just one more adaptation. Um, but, you know, you, I run regularly. Um, and Dr. Kwan, in terms of running through someone else's, you know, exhaust breath, I mean, is there, is, is there any proof that that is actually a dangerous thing?
3: look if you run very close to each other and you're not wearing a mask and then while you're running you're panting right you are you're you're intaking a lot of air and you're breathing out a lot of air and if, uh, if you happen to you know meet a asymptomatic carrier very close by you may you may have a chance of catching you know the coronavirus from him or her we don't know but of course if you are very far apart then it, it will be uh, uh the, the chance of getting the coronavirus would be uh, very very low
6: do you think that this this measure is going to be uh, just a temporary measure until the numbers come down or is this something that everyone's going to have to live with from now on
3: i think if the numbers come down then um you know the government will fine tune uh, its uh, restrictions and its policy you know uh but then i think uh, the indoor masking is mandatory because um If you stay uh, in an aircon place with poor ventilation, then the chance of, uh, you know, um, spreading uh, the the coronavirus is very high.
5: Okay, some some thoughts uh, from listeners. Tom says... Uh, on masks and exercise, the same people that support protests having illegal assemblies, throwing the rubbish bins into the street and torching the occasional shop now and then in front of rows of riot police, now don't want to slip their masks down a centimetre when no one is around. Not a surprise. That comes uh, from Tom. Uh, uh, G says, put the CE, all government ministers and all members of Exco to work for a day on construction sites or as taxi drivers without anyone to buy their lunch for them. Make them walk or run up the peak while wearing a mask and find them when they don't. We'll see a quick change in laws requiring ordinary people to do the impossible. That comes uh, from uh, G. Uh, Mark says, exercise for an hour in Victoria Park early yesterday morning in a corner of the open grass area with a mask. Uh, wind circuits and wind sprints. About halfway through, it became impossible to breathe dur- during the high-intensity effort, so had to dial it back. But if I'm by myself in a corner of the park, hopefully some common sense will prevail. That comes uh, from Mark. Andrew K says, "I can't believe how many idiots actually uh, expect, I guess, expect to live through a pandemic without any personal inconvenience." Uh, and. Uh, John says, having lived in Hong Kong since the early 80s, I've seen an explosion in running recently with more and more people taking to the trails, enjoying the miracle of Hong Kong's beautiful country parks. Now more than ever, we need support for outdoor events and activities. Uh, Question for Mr. Maddis. Do you see an opportunity for limited, smaller events in step with government guidelines and society's concerns which would contribute to Hong Kong's active spirit and also let off some steam at this difficult time? That's uh, from John. Michael Maddis?
0: Um, you know, uh, well, two things. One, I was just going to throw something more towards mm-hmm. Betty Kwan. I, I saw something from Dr. Vauci, uh yesterday on YouTube where uh, an, a media journalist asked him uh, uh, how does he run with a mask. And he, he personally said he runs with a mask uh, when he's close to people within 20, 30 metres. But as soon as he passes them, he lowers the mask uh, back down to his chin. So I was going to ask uh, Dr. Betty Kwan how she felt about that. But your answer about the tourism... You know, I think it's a fantastic opportunity for Hong Kong tourism and, and the uh, the Tourist Commission, the Hong Kong government, to take a look at um, what Hong Kong has that other Asian cities do not have, which is a uh, 65%-plus uh, country park where if we can uh, tweak some of these mask guidelines where you don't have to wear a mask 100% of the time up in the country park when there's nobody around you, um and you can have permission to lower it down to your chin and not uh... you know be given a hard time It'd be a great oppor- a great selling opportunity for uh, tourism to bring people to Hong Kong.
5: Yeah, just just to repeat what you were saying you uh, uh, so people are using uh, people are running now are using a kind of bracket to keep basically to keep the mask away from their mouth so you, you a get ma- a little yeah, space. Yeah, ma- a
0: ma- a ma- a mask protection bracket, you know, you can buy them down at like at Action X 1 for like 15 Hong Kong dollars like they're dirt cheap and uh, a lot of people yesterday were talking about it um you know that's something that i was using so i highly recommend it for the cost it's the price is right
6: yeah i mean michael i think the other thing is the one thing that hong kong does have is people do have a lot of common sense and um i've seen when i run people do run far from each other we're not sort of trying to crowd each other and um you know the the people who are uh, concerned about their health, which everybody is, and the people who are active want to stay that way. It's not like we're crowding around each other and trying to, to get close.
0: Yeah, I mean, the Thailand government in Bangkok just two weeks ago held a government-funded running event for the first time uh, during COVID with very strict measures. Um, you know, the you had to have the race bib sent to you in the mail. You arrived. Everybody was... Uh, the temperature check was taken upon entry. Everybody was encouraged to social distance more than 1.52 meters apart. The race had uh, uh, hand sanitizer gels with a foot pump station so that you did not use your hand to press down on the gel. And then the race was in a staggered start format where just four people at a time went off approximately every 10 seconds or 15 seconds, like a staggered start. So that was an example of the future of running whether something like standard chartered marathon or something else does that you know who knows but i cannot see some big marathon like you know the present marathon format going ahead
5: during covid okay well michael madison many thanks for joining us owner of action asia uh, events and dr betty kwan Kwan Kame a family physician. Thank you for both very much indeed. Uh, Alan Zeman and uh, Simon Wong, restauranteurs, bar owners, will be joining us after the news uh, at nine. If you've got any questions focusing on the food side of uh, things or comments to make. Uh, Jay, in an email, says, wear a hat with a face shield. Uh, and uh, let's see. Jeffrey uh, talks about Dr Chan. I'm not sure if this is Sophia Chan or Dr Kwan. Uh, Jeffrey says, Dr. Chan does not know. She has no facts or studies, no science backing. All she's saying is hearsay. John says, please stop people, I'm paraphrasing here, like Magnus and Mike giving medical advice. It's really simple. Even expats should be able to understand, wear a mask. If you don't like it, move to another country. That's from John. The weather, sunny intervals and a few showers, isolated thunderstorms later, very hot weather warning in place. Now, 28 Celsius, relative humidity is at 80%
7: they're likely to emerge stronger and more powerful than ever before. As American families shift more of their work, shopping and communication online, these giants stand to profit.
2: The CEOs defended themselves, emphasizing their firm's American roots and values. You're listening to the news on RTHK.
5: Welcome back. This is Back Chat on a Thursday morning with Karen Ko and me, Hugh Chiverton. We were talking in the first part of the programme about uh, the new COVID-19 measures and uh, uh, sports and taking exercise uh, and so on. We're going to turn to the issue of uh, food and uh, restaurants uh, with the complete banning of all dining in facilities uh, in Hong Kong just taking effect yesterday. How's that uh, working out? Uh, what's the impact on the restaurant business itself? What's the impact on uh, people, especially those who work outdoors, who's a uh, Problems have been highlighted. The, the Home Affairs Department, I, I know, is going to open the, uh, some uh, areas where people will be able to go inside uh, to eat. We'll see how that works out. Uh, we're going to be talking later to Simon Wong, President of the Hong Kong Federation of Restaurants. Joining us now is Alan Zeman, who's Chairman of the Lang Kwai Fong Group. If you want to uh, uh, talk about any uh, issue, then uh, give us a call on two three three We're focusing... Uh, I think we'll push the politics. Maybe, we've got some emails on, on political issues. We'll maybe deal with those at the towards the end of the programme, so we can stick with the, with the COVID stuff for the moment, and uh, likewise with, with Alan Zeman. I think we're kind of talking to him about uh, business matters today. Uh, on the impacts of the dining inbound, Paul Zimmerman says, waste, mountains of contaminated plastic waste in the environment and our landfills. Uh, and uh, Jay says, when we go eating, it's more practical to wear a clear plastic face mask covering your mouth and eyes. This would mean all the restaurants could stay open. The object of the mask is to stop spraying droplets. That's uh, from uh, Jay. Uh, Jeffrey says there is still the issue of mask clarity. For example, masks have not been proven to work both scientifically and statistically. And in a place where everyone's mask is, wears a mask is a habit and the infections are increasing. Um, and on the R rate, Jürgen says, countries in Europe have two simple yardsticks to decide measures like a lockdown. One, the R rate. Two, the new infections during the last seven days per 100,000 populations. Why does the government not publish such figures, asks uh, Jürgen. Uh, and also David says, where can we find Hong Kong's R infection rate? Where is this published? If it's such an important indicator, it should be more widely Publicised. That comes uh, from uh, David. Uh, I, I'm not sure uh, if the government, will, what the figures the government are uh, publishes. T- uh, to be honest, um, I don't think the they listeners. publish. Uh, they right. uh, however, it, it is available uh, at the the Hong Kong U site. The uh, School of Public Health at the University of Hong Kong uh, does have cumulative uh, statistics uh, and has a graph, in fact, which is very interesting, on the, uh, on the R number, the uh, effective reproduction number for, for local cases and for imported cases. Uh, so you And it's just touching one at the moment. Uh, so, uh, yeah, you can get an idea of trends perhaps by looking at that. Uh, Alan Zeman, good morning to you. Good morning thank you much indeed for for joining us uh, once again uh, uh, let's let's talk about the uh, first of all maybe the, the immediate kind of impact uh, we've seen photographs of people you know we've seen people unfortunately who work outdoors having a, a lot of problems uh, yeah. now you know with with eating with this ban on uh, eating in anywhere especially at lunchtime um, uh, any advice any thoughts on that well
4: my thoughts uh, first of all you know I know uh, the government got very worried because the numbers keep spiking and keep going up and uh the last seven eight days you know there have been over 100 uh, infections and so they've got they got very nervous and i believe that some of the experts uh, have been calling for a total ban on, on restaurants on uh in in dining re- uh lunch at restaurants and and uh i think it was done too quickly without really thinking through the process because closing all the restaurants especially at lunchtime for all day, um, it really uh, not only hurts Hong Kong, because Hong Kong is a very unique place. Houses are very, very small, many, many subdivided flats, uh, sometimes five, four, five people living in a 250-square-foot flat. Uh, So, um, you know, the the restaurants were actually doing a very, very good job uh, by uh, self-regulating, and also FEHD was coming around to inspect to make sure that all the rules were followed: the temperature taken, the uh, 1.5 meter distancing, 50 uh, percent capacity. So, in essence, um, all that was being followed, and 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 a good job was actually been, uh, been done. And and we did the spike was not that much from the restaurants in, in the last week or so. And 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 what's happened is that. Uh, you're now forcing people to, as we saw yesterday, horror stories, and it's been around the world. People sitting outside, um, you know, on street curbs uh, uh, and, and basically just, just totally um, uh, getting, you know, uh, making a joke, a mockery of, of, of the whole thing. And, and and as Paul Zimmerman says, I agree. You're going to have a lot more waste. You're going to have a lot of things. A place like Hong Kong, if we regulate this is restaurants were regulated always and 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 uh, you know with inspection in your home I mean even this weekend people are saying well listen we can't go out maybe we'll go over to visit friends at at people's houses so there will be no uh, social distancing no self-regulation no masks Um, and so and so you're taking an environment where you have regulation and Putting it into an environment where there is no self-regulation, and, and, and uh, because of the uniqueness of the densely populated people that we have living one on top of each other, it's a problem. And so I think that the government needs to rethink everything very very quickly, and 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 not and not uh, um, I believe and 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 uh, find a way to uh, come up with uh, maybe letting allowing restaurants to open again. I'm hoping that the, the, when this ends on the 6th uh, of August in in, a, in a five or six more days that uh, they go back to allowing restaurants to open because it is a very big problem. And you will, if it continues, you're going to have a lot of bankruptcies. You know, the uh, catering industry, F&B industry, employs a lot of people uh, and they, they're they not very healthy as far as their, uh, their budgets are concerned. You know, they would be Operate month to month. Most are on life support uh, because of what's happened the last few months. Uh, we've had a lot of uh, bankruptcies, a lot of people going out of business. I've got a lot of my tenants that have uh, closed down. Um, it's it's just uh, really a very sad incident going forward. I mean, I mean, and it's not just Hong Kong, of course. It's the whole world.
6: Ellen Alan, uh, uh, Alan yeah, Karen, mean- yes. Um, as far as you know, is the government making these, they're making these decisions week to week? As far as you know, are they making them on the basis of the number of cases each day, regardless I, of where those cases came from?
4: I think they do it with both. I think they make it on uh, obviously trying to analyze where the cases come from and the amount of infections there are. But I think, I think uh, as well, they're uh, getting advice from some of the, as we, we always see, some of the uh, university professors, some of the doctors uh, who are giving them advice. And, and my argument kind of is that these people are, yes, they're doctors but, uh, or university professors, but they're not really business people. They don't really look at the effect that it can have on the whole community, especially in places like Hong Kong. We're quite unique and uh you know it's just something that uh i think should be taken into consideration where you can regulate you have a chance at really overcoming rather than forcing people into unregulated places so as we could see what happened yesterday it was
6: kind of it was a mess yeah and it was a mess. and if it's there a are mess. facility is there is a place for people to go to eat their food in the middle but, of the day you know but, you have to think about all these people who are going to be out there in 34 exactly. degree heat and, and thunderstorms exactly
4: and, and not like that but you have offices you've got people even for delivery if you if you know you have an hour an hour and a half for for lunch most most offices um there's no way that Restaurants can even deliver in enough time. Uh, there's not enough drivers. Not enough. You know, this just happened. You couldn't hire enough people to deliver uh, the food on time. And and then uh, I'm sure that the uh, regulations will not be followed even within an office. It just doesn't happen. And so uh, you're better off at least where you can force people to go to restaurants and and then have inspectors go out and make sure that everyone's following uh, the rules. Which I saw even within our own restaurants, I noticed, uh, you know, actually I was very proud of the staff because everyone really was following, all the staff were following the rules and they themselves don't want to get infected. And so they were taking precautions and and literally uh, to AT, it it, it really worked out very, very well. So uh, that's why I was quite disappointed. I thought this could happen because of uh, the uniqueness of Hong Kong.
5: Okay, a uh, comment from uh, Andy in an email okay. who says, Ming, who quotes Ming Pao. Uh, and the quote is uh, yesterday the first day of the Banner of Dining in, people were seen on the street eating lunch in the heat some places in torrential rain meanwhile from today the government headquarters will reopen its staff restaurant with one person at each table. Yesterday the government opened 19 community centres for people to go in and eat. Some commentators have said this is a completely non-standardised approach and shows the government doesn't know what it's doing. Uh, what, what about those community centres? I, th- I think some churches well, as well and people, you know, maybe maybe we'll, we'll adapt, maybe we'll, we'll get used to this this, and we'll find places to go. And
4: you, you can adapt, but it's, it's you know, it's a short. People need time to adapt. Uh, you know, it it of course everyone, everything can be fixed in the long term, but I think you need time, and, and this is something, this virus has no time. It just keeps infecting and infecting, and so I honestly believe uh, I think what the government, uh, the, the, the moves that the government has, has taken by uh, uh, it's banning uh, the the uh, putting the the you know the seamen into uh, quarantine when they come, the uh, air, air, airline staff uh, having to go into quarantine. Uh, I think that's. You know, banning it's trying to find out the source of where this is all coming from, and, and and I think it's foreigners bringing in the the infection from abroad, and I think that's really what started this whole thing. And now, of course, we have it uh, in-house kind of uh, transmitting from, uh, from place to place. But but I honestly feel that uh, uh, this is you know banning the restaurants is not, and, and even though it might I might sound like conflicting because i'm in the, i'm in the business and whatever but it, whatever but i'm not it, yeah i call it the way it is and i honestly feel it is not the right decision by the government
5: okay just just before you go uh w- one question from tony i'll have to paraphrase this tony because uh, the language is not really appropriate uh but he's questioning uh, uh whether you will get uh, uh handouts uh from the government some kind of uh subsidy from the taxpayer and and saying that's uh not fair
4: well uh, uh, I can tell you if you don 't get the handouts from the government i mean it 's taxpayer money for sure, but you 're going to have a lot of unemployed people you 're going to have a lot of people not being able to pay rent, not being able to be pay salaries um, so Tony. If you're a businessman, you'll understand what I'm talking about. Uh, many people uh, are facing a crisis, the biggest crisis in their life, because they've worked. I've seen restaurants that have been a business for 40 years, 50 years, and it's suddenly having to close down because they can't.
5: Uh, and for your own business and for your own business would you be getting handouts those kind of we
4: will be as well as long with with everybody else i mean uh, we might have money but but we still have expenses to pay we've got mortgages to pay it's not all how much you have i i mean definitely i think everyone uh is or most companies are are applying if not We employ a lot of staff, and, 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 uh, you know, we have to look after them. Otherwise, you're going to have to lay off staff, which you don't want to do. You want to employ as many people as possible. Otherwise, our economy, as we can well see, GDP, you know, the numbers came out at 9% uh, for the quarter, and it's very worrisome going forward for all jobs in all industries, not just restaurants.
5: Okay, well, Anna Zeman, thanks for joining us, Chairman of the Langkai Farm Group. Joining us now is Simon Wong, President of the Hong Kong Federation of Restaurants. Uh, Just before we talk to uh, Mr. Wong, some more uh, emails following up on the first part of the programme. Fergus says, uh, or frankly speaking, says, I listen to all your comments. It only goes to prove what we say every week. A government so out of touch with common folk. I used to see Carrie Lam being chauffeured up the hill to her ivory tower when she was CS. Uh, Ian says, we are hearing the usual selfish reasoning why wearing a mask is difficult. One should not presume that the person exercising is healthy and free of COVID-19. The reason why this virus is so easily spread compared to SARS is because so many, perhaps up to half the virus carriers, are asymptomatic. Wearing a mask protects, you, protects others from your droplets expelled with heavy breathing, not just the athlete from the perceived viral load around them. That uh, observation... From uh, Ian, thank you very much indeed for that. Uh, B says, uh, what I'm really worried about is the mental toll... On kids who are locked up at home staring into their screens, kids need to run off energy and get some vitamin D and exercise and build up immunity. Shouldn't we allow some sports facilities to be open? Keep safe and healthy all. Uh, That comes uh, from B. Thank you very much indeed for that. And Dennis from Lama says, despite the rather pointless comments by the runner on your programme today, i.e. because he can run with a mask doesn't mean everyone can, Running with a mask in this heat will one day cause someone to die. Who will be responsible then, I wonder? That comes from Dennis from uh, Lama. Simon Wong, good morning to you. Hello, Mr Wong. Hello. Hello, yeah, Mr Wong. Okay, we, we heard uh, Alan Zeman there, uh, quite critical of the, of the government for making this move to, to end dining-in uh, arrangements and talking about the problems that have arisen we saw yesterday. Uh, what are your thoughts on these measures? Do you understand the need?
8: Well, actually, I I saw that uh, yesterday was, well has been a very chaotic situation, and I don't know um, whether it's a good uh, measure or not. But uh, uh, when you see that uh, our business uh, in the catering sector has been uh, dropped by. Well, overall speaking, yesterday, just uh, during daytime, uh, the overall business has dropped by 40 percent. And some Chinese restaurants and some uh, restaurants cannot do delivery service or take away meals. Their business has been dropped by more than 80 or even 90 percent and uh and also we see that you know as you know uh a lot of people have to uh eat on on the street uh they hardly can find a place uh to to uh have their lunch box um you know it's it's a very hard time for all the people in Hong Kong yesterday and uh particularly for the catering industry. Uh, when you see that, um, well, uh, according to my, uh, estimate, uh, there are about, uh, you know, 5,000 or even up to 7,000 restaurants, uh, have been, uh, affected by this strict measure. Uh, they either cannot, uh, do the business or they have to, uh, close the business at an earlier hour. Um, that really affects the, the, the business the whole of the whole industry. Of course, we want to fight the COVID-19 situation and uh, we try to cope with uh, the measures uh, offered or imposed by the government. Uh, but uh, I think that uh, there are some ways uh, that uh, we have to sort out. For example, uh, what I say, when the people have to dine in the street or in the park, Uh, or even under the bridge or whatever, you know, why can't uh, we just open the restaurant and uh, let fewer people to get in? You know, before the strict measure, uh, the government has imposed a a regulation that only 50% of the people can sit inside the premises. And um, while can we lower the percentage of the people sitting in for example if we can only house uh, 20 or 25 percent of the people you know uh, in in a big uh, Chinese restaurant with uh, uh, over 10,000 uh, uh, square feet of uh, place then um, there, there are a lot of uh, area for social distancing um, I, I don't see why uh, we have to you know uh, ban to ban to ban people uh, getting into the restaurants uh first and and then um, when you see that there are a lot of uh, uh, restaurants that cannot do delivery service or take away uh, services uh they have to close down their business uh Tempe, of course and uh, but uh, that already hurt hurts the whole the whole economy and the whole uh, catering uh, business
6: so simon wong you know we did see as you mentioned uh, the previous uh, restrictions was 50% capacity so this time round was there was there any uh, consultation between the restaurant industry and the government about you know can this total ban work and what the impact would be
8: no the government um, before announcing this uh, measure did not consult us um, probably um, well the see only listened to um, uh, the uh, medical advisors and um, I, I don't know but um, the situation is getting worse but uh, of course everybody wants to fight the COVID-19 uh, but with this situation we cannot uh, you know stand anymore You know, the, our business has dropped and people have to be laid off Or they have to take uh, uh, no pay leave for the time being, and um, the situation is very worse. And uh, I see that uh, only in July, our uh, business for the whole industry uh, has dropped by about five billion Hong Kong dollars. That accounts for about sixty percent of our business. And um, uh, since the restrictions um, last for another seven days. does seven days.
5: as you say it probably would be temporary uh, a matter of of weeks that's kind of the expectation if you look you know what happened previously uh, these kind of measures can be can be put in and then can be taken off again And, and, and you may remember when when the original kind of ban on dining at in the evening was put in a lot of people made fun of the of the rules and the government saying oh what you're, you're saying that the virus can't spread at lunchtime if you were consistent you should you should close them at lunchtime as well because there were cases of you know associated with bars and restaurants uh, of the disease spreading and just to be consistent the government should should apply the same rule at all times of the day and that's uh, were the thinking probably behind the ban at lunchtime
8: well, this is uh, some things from some people, but uh, for us, uh, I'm talking uh, for the uh, catering industry. Uh, even uh, when we have to ban uh, the dining in after six p.m., uh, our business has dropped by sixty percent or even seventy percent. And um, you know, the, a lot of p- a lot of restaurants, for example, the, about. Uh, Three to four thousand restaurants has uh, uh, has well have to uh, close down earlier uh, on the day after 4 p.m. Uh, you know they don't have business and they they might as well close down the business. And um, if uh, the whole uh, day ban um, restriction uh, imposed, uh, well, we we actually expect that the industry would further dip. And uh, this is what we saw lot, uh, yesterday. And, um, you know, uh, a lot of people uh, or residents in Hong Kong would just buy uh, food from um, like a supermarkets or wet markets so market, and cook at home and bring the lunchbox to office. And if they don't have thing in you know, the you- Nineteen community centres can, its centres can, can open for people to uh, uh, go in to uh, take their lunch. Then I don't see why we cannot open the restaurants.
5: Uh, okay, well. And well- that- all right. One email that, that addresses that from John, who says that it's not just the seating; people have contact in lifts, toilets, salad bars, etc., risking close indoor contact. So, in restaurants, people do mingle in those other areas as no, well. Don't no, they?
8: no, 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 no. We, we have to. We can limit the number of people getting into the restaurants. For example, in a big uh, Chinese restaurant, usually we can house about three hundred to five hundred people inside. But uh, in this uh, crisis or special situation, we can limit uh, well during some periods of time only about you know uh, thirty or fifty people at one go, then only about uh, ten or fifteen uh, occupancy in the premises. Why not? You know people won't mingle together, and uh, we can set up some regulations like uh, people can only sit uh, only two two people maximum can sit in a table, uh, then, you know, with all these kind of measures, we, we can do some kind of uh, arrangement. I don't know why we cannot do that.
6: And I, I, you mentioned the point, Simon Wong, about the community centres, and we said that there's 19 community halls or centres under Home Affairs which will open from today, from 11 to 3, for people to eat. So do you, you know, the logic behind that is a little bit strange that... You, it seems to me like a bit of a band-aid because they realize that it's not great to have people sitting on the streets or, you know, at a bus stop to get out of the rain. Um, So, I mean, this is really showing a lot of the the cracks in the policy.
8: It is. Um, You know, when we see that we already have the facilities of all the 16,000 restaurants in Hong Kong and uh, there are uh, some... uh, big restaurants which can house uh, you know, more people and they already have tables and chairs. And then if we limit the, the number of people getting into the restaurants, then it's already safe. I don't know why we cannot do that.
5: OK, so Simon Wong, many thanks for joining us. President of the Hong Kong Federation of Restaurants. All lot of emails and comments. Uh, B says, my key question is, what is the difference between sitting in a restaurant versus sitting in the office with your mask off? or in the park in close proximity. I see one clear difference. In a restaurant, your temperature is taken and people are kept apart. Matthew Chung suggested people could go to the country parks. Seriously? I think it's only too clear. Our government officials don't have one-hour lunches. Have they tried queuing for a lunchbox and then finding a space to eat outdoors? Guess not. It's all too depressing to think who's making the decisions for us. That comes uh, from uh, B. Gloria says we should bring our own containers and mugs for the takeaway food and drinks to protect the environment. People should be reminded again. Again. That said, I don't think the ban for a week or two should be lifted if that can help prevent spreading the virus while dining. Indeed, many people have been working from home uh for some time. And on the first part of our program, a lot of comment on that. Uh Peter T says runners on today's programme focus on the inconvenience of masks, supposedly as a means of protection of themselves. Uh, from oh sorry, I think I've read that one already. Uh, the Jay says uh, No problem, the government wants the people to starve They do not want to have food barrows for the poor that have no money This government needs a lesson in how to live on thin air uh, And on our Facebook uh, page Uh, Jean says is there any logic to open community centres and churches for people to eat while keeping restaurants and uh, parks closed I would think because community centres and churches are not used to serving food there could be other bacterial infections or food poisoning Toff says, many of us are taking to the outdoors to maintain both our physical and mental health during these difficult times. And we're rediscovering that we live in one of the most naturally beautiful places on Earth. Beaches, mountains, waterfalls. However, every athlete, or in my case, wannabe athlete, is finding it very difficult to comply with the outdoor mask requirements. So we all want to do our part to contain the spread of COVID. But in this heat, our masks quickly become soaking wet and very difficult to breathe through. Could there be exceptions made for runners, cyclists and hikers? Also, as a road cyclist, we'd love to see both professional and amateur cycling events in Hong Kong and greater facilities for road cyclists. Uh, Steve says, I ran 50k yesterday with the mask on. Not a problem at all, but still many flouting the rules, uh, especially cyclists. I'm exhausted just reading that message. <laughs> 50k Steve. is a
6: lot. <laughs> that is a
5: lot. Uh, Paul says, whether you're exercising or simply sitting alone in the middle of nowhere, you have to wear a mask because in this inclusive, tolerant society we now live in, it's important we treat each other as walking cesspools of germs. The world is in a very serious situation. If you contract this virus, you have only a 98.6% survival rate. Because of this, we must shut down society and shout at each other when someone refuses to fall in line by not wearing some suffocating gross mask. That's uh, Paul's take uh, on the politics. Andrew Kay says, Shock horror, Emily is surprised that four students were arrested for breaking the law. Bowen says the looming crisis over the postponement of the LegCo election highlights the cost of not having a viable pro-establishment political camp in Hong Kong. If there were a viable and competent pro-establishment camp that's credible to Hong Kongers, there would be no need to court the intervention of the CPG every time there's a crisis. There certainly would not be such real fears that the camp would be defeated in the coming election with all the subsidies and advantages that it already enjoys. It took countries in the totalitarian camp. Quite a long time to learn that the so-called controlled economies just couldn't work. It's a shame that some of them still haven't learnt that you could just not prop up forever political parties that are simply incapable of winning the support of the people. That comes uh, from uh, Bowen. And finally, Jay says on the all-important... Glasses question, if your glasses steam up, put demister on them or put potato juice on the lens or washing up liquid. You may <laughs> get slight both, smears.
6: Both you and I are suffering from steaming glasses in this air-conditioned studio. So
5: Yeah, well, that, well now we know. We'll get out the potato, potato juice. juice. Uh, Karen, thank you very much indeed. Thank you. Uh, Raphael, thank you very much indeed. And thanks to Michelle, as ever. The weather, sunny intervals and in a few showers. Isolated thunderstorms later, 29 degrees now. Humidities, 74%.
0: The symptoms of COVID-19
4: can be mild. Don't go to work or school if feeling unwell. Wear a mask and consult a doctor promptly. Ask doctors at accident and emergency departments, general outpatient clinics, private hospitals or clinics for free testing provided by the Department of Health. Return the specimen to a designated collection point or use the door-to-door specimen collection service for a fee. Test promptly for early detection.
5: Nine thirty-four. The news now with Samantha Butler.
2: The former leader of the Democratic Party, Emily Lau, has expressed alarm at the arrest of four students under the new national security law, saying it's sending shockwaves around the world. The three males and one female, aged between sixteen and twenty-one, are accused of acts of secession and incitement for allegedly using an online platform to promote Hong Kong independence. The chief executives of four of the world.